Hey, this is Oleg with Overcoming Odds. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and we are at episode 170, um, where the beauty in your challenges and hardship, there is beauty in your challenges and hardship. And I'm bringing on a guy that... Um, is fantastic. He is adopted in from over in Russia into the United States by a fantastic family from my home state of Michigan. And he took his experiences, leveled up, and then now helps other people level up through his Overcoming Odds website and community. So without further ado, if you're looking for some inspiration of someone who faced some hardship, faced some setbacks, then sit back, relax, break out your notebooks, because here comes my really good friend, Oleg Lohid from Overcoming Odds. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and once a survivor, always a survivor. I got my guy here. I actually lived in the mitten of people that, have, that know me, um, know I'm from Michigan, the mitten affectionately called and you know Detroit area it gets a lot of um bad rap but I look at Michigan like a little brother um you can talk a lot of smack I can talk a lot of smack but if you do we got problems so I got my <laughs> really good buddy here Oleg um from overcoming odds dot today which everything will be in the show notes but Oleg got a start in life it was very auspicious at nine years old he relinquished his parents rights and entered the Russian orphanage Talk about a baller move. That's that's big balls. At 12 years old, he decided to be adopted into a family, a new country halfway across the world to start a new life. At 24 years old, he began his journey of helping others live the life they have always dreamed of, despite their hardships and misfortunes, by allowing them to recognize the uniqueness and worth within their own story. What I like about Oleg is that he's lived it. He's walked it. A lot of these coaches, I love you all, but a lot of times you haven't experienced what you're about to pay forward. And that's what Oleg does at over, Overcoming Odds. And Oleg, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. If you can, introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Blue. Blue, why go is that? Blue. Because of Go Blue. Oh, go, jeez. Oh, Here we go. He's already <laughs> started. He knows that he, he's a U of M fan, University of Michigan fan, and I'm Michigan State Sparty. Uh, so, all right, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, go blue. <laughs> Let's get into that nine-year-old little kid, man. Like, tell us mm-hmm. that story if you don't mind sharing. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I appreciate you for having me on the show to begin with. But You're welcome. as I think about my own story and the journey that I've been able to walk this far, and even the name Overcoming Odds, that has been my life. That's been the best way that I could describe what my life has been to this particular point. And that's really about finding ways to overcome whatever the obstacles may be in front of me and however great they may seem. And I, what I've realized throughout my own journey of being born in Russia and experiencing a very difficult set of circumstances from the time of my birth, and that is living under a roof with an alcoholic mother a sister who actually ended up becoming my legal guardian and a father who was in prison at the time of my birth. And so as you can imagine, I bet from your own experience of having been brought up in rather difficult circumstances as well, there's so many situations that I was put in as a little kid where I felt that I couldn't really experience what it was like to be a child. I had to learn how to figure out how to be an adult, 
from those very young age and those young days. And so when I think about that journey and the experience that I had, especially leading up to that nine-year-old kid who was put in the position to relinquish his parents' rights due to experiencing enough is enough moment. That's where I realized that my life was not only going to change, but I also began to realize that there was going to be a possibility for a better future and a better day. So when I think about that time when I was a nine-year-old kid and I made that decision, you know, I don't regret any moment of it because I believe that every single thing that I've been through makes up who I am today. And it was that pivotal point for me that actually led to another chapter of my life. And that was being adopted by a family from Ann Arbor, coming here and experience a completely different chapter of my life. And that is not knowing how to speak English, not knowing anything about this part of the world. Right. But yet always having that drive instilled in me that no matter how great the obstacle may be, there's always a way to get through it. That, that, that's awesome. So how was that nine-year-old planted the idea of relinquishing rights? How was that idea even planted? You know, I think for me, what happened was I had seen so much leading up to that nine-year-old kid where everything just, there was no possibility for a greater future in my mind, living in the circumstances that I was in. And I can't tell you exactly how I heard about the orphanage system, but I do know that I heard about it. It might've been through, (coughs) through some of the friends or people that I had surrounding me at the time that mentioned such thing as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that I didn't know at the time was that it wasn't going to be the way that it was described. And that is initially it was described as a place, almost like a second home, right? place where I'll have toys, food, roof over my head, kids to play with. And to a degree, even though there might've been truth to all of that, there was also a big component that was missing out of it. Love. And that is, I wasn't exactly, I wasn't able to experience true love. I wasn't able to see my family as frequently as I wanted to. Mm. In fact, we had specific visitation hours Mm. where my family could come in and visit. I think it was anything after 5 p.m. They weren't able to do so. Wow. Wow. And so it, it put me in a very interesting dynamic where I had to figure out quickly how I'm going to adjust because this was going to be my life. And there was no turning back at that point. Right. There was no opportunity for me to go to director and say, hey, I don't like it here anymore. Can my family take me back? Because my family had to go through a different set of steps now to prove that they actually are capable of having responsibility over a child. Gotcha. So I, you know, a lot of the people that listen, they know that one of my biggest charities is CAP, Children and Waiting Parents, because I'm adopted too. Mm-hmm. Um, so into a family in, in Michigan. And because I actually grew up in Plymouth, well, place like really right next to Ann Arbor, down 23 mm-hmm. there, uh, or in 14, sorry. But like the 12-year-old, like, okay, so children waiting parents is really based on kids that are almost unadoptable. And, you know, when you get to the age of 12, how did you get yourself adopted? Well, what worked out for me, and this is, um, we're, we're kind of putting this whole story in, in, into a nutshell and I'm trying to we kind of have to it, with the timing, but, yeah. <laughs> describe it as best as I can. But sure. for me, what worked was when I was at the orphanage, I was presented with an opportunity of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that was initially, it was presented 
as a chance for me to become a part of a folk singing program. Wow. What it started off was just classroom lessons after school where I was able to train with the music teacher. And then it expanded to us traveling to other cities and competing with other schools, other orphanages. Mm. And what I believed happened within that moment was that our orphanage and our program started to gain significant exposure, which put it on the map of the adoption agency for Michigan. Oh, okay. Wow. And so I, I, one of the things that I've been very fortunate to this date is I actually have footage of okay. the early performances that some of the parents and, and other people in the audience were able to record. Wow. But that's how we got here. We, we put together this program. It was almost like an exchange program in a way. We ended up coming to Michigan, performed at some of the local churches, and then stayed for two weeks with what soon to be our parents. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that process started. But the one thing that I'll mention is this, is when I first came here for the two weeks, in the way it was a tryout, if you really think about it. Okay. But I didn't really understand that. Gotcha. And so it wasn't until later on when I actually returned back to Russia that I started to question of whether I performed well or not. Okay. Wow. And I had no way of knowing because the culture, culture shock was so great of coming to the States and not being able to speak the language or even have any similarities within the surroundings. Wow. I mean, my, my dad owned a BMW mm-hmm. and here in the United States, that's a common enough thing mm-hmm. for families to have it. In Russia, you look at that and you're just mind blowing. Because people don't drive cars like that. Right, right. And so there, there, was, there were a lot of new things that I had to juggle. And that was one of the areas that I know it definitely occupied my mind as far as I don't know how I did. And so gotcha. it, it added additional layer and impact to whether or not the adoption was going to take place. And one other thing that I'll mention in regard to it is this. In international adoption, at least at the time, Mm-hmm. Six years old was considered to be old. Right. So I was already That's six years old. That's why I asked the question. Back. Right. Right. Okay. So when you talk about the odds of being adopted, I mean, they right. were slim to none. Right. Right. Wow. So then, how did overcoming odds dot today, how did this kind of, I know we're skipping forward a little bit, but we do have the uh-huh. time constraints, but how did overcoming odds like start in, and how did you get involved with that? It all started from my own personal experience. And it all started from a question that I started to ask myself, and that is, why me? Okay. I believe that's a question that may, many of the listeners might be able to relate to on this show. And that is, <laughs> when I first started to ask that question of myself of, why me? Why was I the one that was meant to go through all these challenges? Why was I the one that was meant to endure all the loss and adversity in life? And what I realized over time was that in asking myself that question, the answer was always there. And it was, if not you, then who else? Or why not you? And so when I was able to embrace that particular answer to my question, that's when Overcoming Out was born. That's when I started to tap into the story, tap into the experience of not only the early childhood, but being adopted and all the other obstacles beyond that. And what I realized over time was that in sharing my story, there were so many other people that began to connect and said, me too. And here's my journey. Wow. And then that's where I stepped into the next phase of it, 
And I understood that this is so much more than a single story. Got it. This is about creating a space for other people to be heard and to be appreciated through their own experiences. So what is your answer to why me? The answer to why me is your why answer. That's what I was just going to say, bro. Me. That's the exact answer. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I think everything I've been through and everything that I continue to go through, there's always a lesson that I can take away with it. There's right. always a takeaway that I can gain. Yes. And in my opinion, I believe there is beauty within suffering. I believe there is beauty within hardship. Wow. And once I was able to reframe and approach those difficult situations through this lens, I kid you not, my life changed. And in a way, it simplified itself because I was no longer stuck in questioning why certain some of the events took place. Mm-hmm. But rather, I started to embrace them for what they were. And I looked at every single one of them as something to be grateful for. Love because it. those are, I believe adversity is my best teacher. It is. It always is. And, you know, pain is life, right? Suffering's a choice. That's what old TR, Tony Robbins says. And that's the truth. It's just how you deal with it. I'm the same way. I enjoy my journey, no matter how, how, how tough it gets, you know, even yeah. it can be hard. I mean, literally this morning I woke up and a $2 million deal we had in a contract fell through and it sucks, but you embrace it and say, what can I learn from it? I can move forward and still serve people what you're doing through overcoming odds. So mm-hmm. let, let's get back in. You, you familiar with back to the future? Yeah. Movie. Okay. Let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to say the 16 year old Ole. Mm-hmm. What kind of knowledge nuggets with the wisdom that you have now, are you dropping on that 16 year old Ole to help him shorten his learning curve through things, level up and push forward? Well, the first thing I would like to point out is everything's possible. If you set your mind to it, is that what you're telling Ole? That's let's answer the question. Are you telling him that I am telling them now the 16 year old kid that everything is possible if you set your mind to it. The reason why I believe in that is because when I first read Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and finally understood that you can think and grow rich from your thoughts, my life changed completely. Not only did my life change, but my narrative changed. Sure. And that's where I also begin to understand that this concept of I can't do this or this is impossible or this can't be done. It all goes back to the story that I'm telling myself internally. Yes. And so if I begin to believe it and actually internalize that, that's when I shifted to everything that I can do that. This is possible. Love I it. am in control of my destiny to a degree. Sure. You know, what's funny about that is that you actually answered the question with what Marty McFly's father told him in the movie, man. When even mm-hmm. back in time, George McFly says to him, you know, anything is possible if you set your mind to it. That's awesome that you answered it. It's, I put that, that, that kind of swish on the, on the question to get people to relate to what I want them to do. That's fantastic. So how do you want your dash remembered then, Oleg? That little line between your incarnation date and your expiration date. How do you want Oleg's dash between the life and death date, your epitaph or your legacy? How do you want it remembered, brother? That's a really great question. And I think the way that I would answer it right now would be a continuation of actually my dad's legacy to me. Okay. And that is a message he passed on to me when I was in sixth grade. I was asking him for help with a math problem. When really all I wanted to do was have him solve the math problem so I could move on and go play with my friend. <laughs> I'm just being completely honest no, here. No, you're transparent. I love it. But he said something that changed my life 14 years later 
And that is some never say you can't do something in life. Right. That is the message that I'm choosing to live every single day is choosing to accept the fact that there's nothing in this life that I can't do. Wow. That all of the resources that I may need, they're already within me. The question becomes, am I able to see those things as resources? And am I able to maximize their capacity? Love it. So that's the biggest thing that I would like to pass on to people is that there's nothing in this lifetime that you can't do. Wow. And you are living that legacy, like legitly living it. So oh, look, what's, thing, what's one thing you know for sure? What is one thing that I know for sure? That's a great question because that goes back to the whole concept of control. What do I think it can control? If there's anything that I know for, for sure, I think it goes back to the tagline of overcoming odds. Mm-hmm. And that is alone. You have a story together. We have a voice. Wow. I think throughout all of the, my own experience and having had the ability to listen to others experiences, that's the biggest thing that I've learned is wow. that once again, no matter how great the hardship may be through the power of community and surrounding yourself with other people, it's possible to get through that hardship. Love it. I love it. So let's take our cell phone, tablet, computer out of this question. Okay. What's mm-hmm. three things Oleg can't live without? Three things Oleg can't live without. First thing is relationships. Okay. And that's, People that I'm genuinely connected with, I'm Community. able to share. Absolutely. Exactly. Second thing is my mind. Okay. I think for me, mind is one of the most powerful things that I can imagine. And third, books. There you and go. Read it, baby. Reading. Knowledge. Reading. I think having the ability to hear other people's perspectives, it's everything. Absolutely. Not only does it help me expand my own, but it helps me shift Absolutely. whatever I believe I knew about the world. Yeah, books are everything. They say not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers, and you have mm-hmm. to get the experiences from other people. So, as we level, uh, as, as we kind of wind things up just a little bit here, like we have our leveling up lightning round. It's five or six questions, none, and I repeat, zero explanations because my producer will, uh, will, will ring a bell and I'm in because I want to know top of your head five seconds answer the question with no explanations you ready sure. all right yeah. let's level up what is the best leveling up advice Oleg's ever received don't ever give up love it share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success focus on the first thing ahead of you beautiful so other than your website overcoming odds dot today and of course time to shine today.com my shameless plug What is the website that you like to go to to level up? Oprah. Okay, very cool. I always say Google. That works fine. So (laughs) not the book you're reading now, not the flavor of the month, but if I'm in my doldrums, I'm just not feeling it. You'd be like, Fergie, read this book. The Alchemist. There you go. Paulo Coelho. Awesome. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? LOL. All right. What's your favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Overcoming odds. There you go, baby. Last question. It's a tough one. You can actually expand on this one a little bit, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Or even 2000s for you? 
2000s. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So how can we find you, Oleg? <laughs> uh, through any form of social media that's typing in overcoming odds across the board or connecting with me personally on LinkedIn. And that's first name, Oleg, last name, Lowheed. Gotcha. Talk to us about Survive to Thrive, a parent's journey. This is an event that we're putting together on October 25th, and it's going to be about four to five weekends in a row. Purpose of the event is to create a space for other parents who have gone through similar journeys and might have been impacted by COVID and some of the other things that we're experiencing right now. Okay. So the whole intention really is to create a space for people to be able to relate when it comes to parenthood. Okay. There's going to be multiple perspectives shared of parents who deal with kids who might be dealing with autism, uh, mm -hmm. Down syndrome, um, parents within the African-American community, and so many other perspectives. So it's, it's really meant to connect parents of different walks of life around this theme of learning how to survive and thrive within their own shoes. Love it. I love it. I'll put that in the show notes. Actually, we'll see if we can get this to drop. Donnie, see if we can get this episode to drop a little bit before then, if we can slide it in, that's for sure. Um, oh, leave us, oh, what, what's your definition of a life well-lived? A life well-lived is a life well-shared. Love it. Love it. So, squad, we just had basically uh, some of this really cut from my my same cloth. You know, I was born outside the United States, had, as everyone knows, I went through kind of the orphanage system, you know, a little bit of child slavery action and stuff like that and ended up being adopted by a family. I guess it must be a Michigan thing where people like reach out with big hearts, but you know, he's a <laughs> folk singer that, that didn't even know he was auditioning in a sense for a life, you know, so subconsciously only picked up on something and just really ran with it, even at such a young age. You know, he, he asked himself like, why me? Why the frick not me? is what his answer was, which is fantastic. You know, he creates a space for others to be heard over at Overcoming Odds. You know, there's, he'll remind us that there's lessons and takeaways in everything that's out there. So pay attention and live in the moment, no matter if it's good or bad. And then remember that there's beauty in challenges and hardships. Find that. Understand that it's finite. It's going to end. No matter how bad it is, it's going to end. And a reminder on that, no matter how good something is, it ends too. So like as we say here at Time to Shine today, overlap our happiness. You know, he's going to remind us that and also remind his younger self that everything is possible if you set your mind to it. He's going to continue his living legacy that he has right now to accept that there's nothing in life that you can't do. So always prepare, prepare, report, prepare. And he says something that really stood out to me is that alone you have a story, but together you have a voice. And Oleg, man, it was a pleasure having you on. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You earn your varsity squad letter, even though it will be green and white. So you can put that wherever you want. Um, you know, Thanks so much for coming on, man. I'm humbled and immensely grateful that you did. And we definitely got to collaborate on a few things here in the future because we have so many things that are on the same lines, brother. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. 
If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.